Welcome back to the Meaningful Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Denise, where we engage in meaningful conversations that stimulates the mind. What does life look like to each and every one of you guys on your own terms? Doing the things that you love and that your heart desire. And what have you done in the past years or decade to come to that point? Or you're still journeying on and trying to reach that point in your life where you can live life according to how you feel and desire. With that being said, I am still aware that each and every one of us, including myself, have to get up every day and do things that we must we we don't desire or we don't like to do but we that we just have to do and that's a part of life that's attached to everyone and every circumstances but what i'm trying to say is outside of that what have you guys done to mold your life in a way that you're living on your term whether you are setting boundaries of how someone would treat you or you know different activities that you do um that you love and you and your heart desire to build up on many talents that you might have or just doing things outside of the box that normally is not expected of you but is what you have in your heart to do for yourself to make you happy to make you feel Feel as if you're living a most more fulfilled and joyous life. In essence, living life on your own terms means refusing to compromise the things that matter most and investing in building what is important to you. It means no one is making your decision for you. You're making them for yourself on your own terms. And that is what we all need to get to that point where we're making decisions to build ourselves and to fulfill ourselves so therefore it can enhance those around us. Not making a decision based on what everyone is doing or thinking you know it's um having your own individual thoughts and getting away from thinking collectively with others um living life on your own terms mean that you know you basically march to the beat of your own drum you create a life around you that when you look out you're proud of you're proud of um where you've come how you grow and everything that you look forward to in the future and what you imagine for yourself and continue to build and grow and turn into the most phenomenal person that you can possibly become i was watching this motivational video um with oprah winfrey you know she's a great communicator and she was saying the value that each and every one of us have and how we should make it our duty to ourselves to be the best person that we could be um i wanted to share um this message with you guys because i think it's so important not only that we should have the courage to live life on our own terms but it's also our duty it's a must that we do so in order for us to experience the best life possible with every single person who ever came on my show, and I hear there's like 37,000 guests I've talked to, a lot of them came from dysfunction, and a lot of them wouldn't appear to be teachers, but every one of them had something to say that was meaningful and valuable and that I could use to grow myself into the best of myself, which is what all of our jobs are. Your number one job is to become more of yourself and to grow yourself into 
the best of yourself. And so I had a lot of great teachers, as we all do. I was doing an Oprah show about a decade ago. One of my greatest teachers was a man named John Diaz. We were doing a show called Would You Survive? And on Tuesday, October 31st in um, 2000, Singapore Airlines Flight 006, a Boeing 747 from Taipei to Los Angeles, took off with 179 souls aboard. Four crew and 79 passengers perished in that flight, a total of 83 fatalities. There was a typhoon rolling through at the time, and the plane went down the wrong runway. And what's interesting, John Diaz was on that plane, and he had had several, several, several indications, whispers, that he shouldn't have gotten on the plane. But he did anyway. He got on the plane and he managed to uh, be one of the survivors. And on the Oprah show, I was asking him, do you think it was, what do you think it was that you were the, one of the survivors? And I said, do you think it was your position on the plane? Because he was in first class and he was sitting on the right next to an exit door. He said, yes, I think it, it, it might have been the position of the plane. And also my quick thinking, he says, and the fact that I didn't stop moving. So I said, you don't believe you're not a religious man. You don't believe that there was some kind of divine intervention going on there. He goes, no, I'm not a religious person. I don't believe it's any, I do not believe that it was anything divine. I don't believe that. I did see, he said, as I got knocked back into the plane, that it looked like Dante's Inferno with people strapped into their seats and just burning. And it seemed a bit to me, as I turned and looked backwards, like there was a light coming out of the tops of their heads. I guess you could call it an aura was leaving their bodies. And some lights were brighter than others. It changed, he said, it changed me. It gave me a new kind of spirituality, in a sense, that I now believe somehow, I don't know how, but life continues on somehow through that light. And I thought, you know, I'm not a religious man, but I thought the brightness and dimness of the auras were how one lives one's life, so to speak. So that's one of the major things that really has changed with me since then, he says. I want to live my life so my aura, when it leaves, is one of the brightest ones. I got chills when he said that. How does one lead a meaningful life? Because ultimately, isn't that what we all want? We want to lead a life so that however we transition, people can say, wow. That was a bright one. That was a bright light. First of all, I think that it comes from a deep sense of awareness about who you are and why you're here. It comes from being in touch with, on a regular basis, the appreciation and the holy gratitude that should fill each of our hearts on a regular basis, just knowing what a privilege it is to be here and to be human. To me, successful is getting to the point where you are absolutely comfortable with yourself. It does not matter how many things you have acquired. Uh, the ability to learn to say no and not to feel guilty about it, to me, is about the greatest success I have achieved. The fact that I have, you know, in the public side, done whatever, it's all a part of a process for, for growing for me. 
But to me, to have the, the kind of internal strength and internal courage it takes to say, no, I will not let you treat me this way, is what success is all about. It's the same thing that prevents you from being abused as a child, that prevents you from being abused as an adult, that allows you to build success for yourself. I will not be treated this way. I demand only the best for myself. All the mistakes I've made in my life, I've made because I was trying to please other people. Every one of them. There's not one that I've made because I did something because I really wanted to do this for myself. Every mistake I've ever made is because I went outside of myself to do something for somebody else that I should not have. To please them, just for the purpose of pleasing them. You are worthy to say no. That it's okay if you say no. It's okay if you say no and then people don't like you. That's really okay. The important thing is how you feel about what you're doing, how you feel about yourself. It's a long struggle, though. And I'm just hoping that, you know, in the work that I do on the show and the speaking that I do around the country, and that young people who are watching this can get the lesson sooner than I did. Because it's painful, because you keep repeating it over and over and over until you get it right. And what I found is that every time you have to repeat the lesson, it gets worse. Because it's, you know, it's I, I call it God trying to get your attention, the universe trying to get your attention. So we didn't get your attention the first time, so we're going to have to hit you a little harder this time. So I'm still doing it. I'm still learning. I say this, I say, uh, many times I say, the universe is always trying to get your attention. I use universe and God interchangeably. It's trying to get your attention. And sometimes it starts out, any major problem you encounter, it always started out as a whisper. By the time it gets to be a storm, you have been, you had a pebble knock you upside the head, you had a brick, you had a brick wall, you had the house to fall down. And before you know it, you're in the eye of the storm. Long before you're in the eye of the storm, you've had many warnings, like little clues. So now my goal in life is to, is to not to have to hit the eye of the storm, is to, is to catch it in a whisper, to get it the first time. And getting it comes from understanding your, I think the thing, the one thing that has allowed me to certainly achieve both material success and spiritual success is the ability to listen to my instinct. I call it my inner voice. It doesn't matter what you call it, nature, instinct, higher power. But the ability to understand the difference between what your heart is saying, what your head is saying. I now always go with the heart, even when my head is saying, oh, but this is the rational thing. This is really what you should do. I always go with that feeling, the feeling. I am where I am today because I have allowed myself to listen to my feelings. I feel that luck is preparation meeting opportunity. One of the biggest lessons I've learned recently is that when you don't know what to do, you should do nothing until you figure out what to do. Because a lot of times you feel like you're pressed against the wall and you've got to make a decision. You never have to do it. No, don't know what to do. Do nothing. I wait. And that has been a big lesson. To, to, to be willing to be still with myself and trust myself and my higher power to help me make the right decision and to not feel pressured. See, I think, you know, we create stress for ourselves because you feel like you have to do it. You have to do it. You have to feel that. Like the man in the plane um, that Oprah talk about, sometimes, although that is so drastic, we get these wake-up call to look inside ourselves to to show us what our true purpose here is on life and what we should be doing and what we should not be concerned about. 
um, you know, and live our life to the fullest because that's what brings out the uniqueness. That's what allows us to shine when we are truly and authentically ourselves. And I think that the only way that we individually could be that, each and every one of us in this world, is to be ourselves, to tap into who we really are and try to have a good relationship with ourselves and know who we are in order for, to deliver just that. Um, and when we find that, we wouldn't want to be anybody else. In ourselves, it wouldn't make any sense. So I think that that is definitely um, a very important point to take away from all of this. I think that David Goggins um, gave a very important message when he had and it says stop caring what other people think and it's absolutely true until you stop caring what other people think about you you will never be able to go forward and be who you are sometimes the breakup is the blessing don't worry about the people that god has removed from your life he saw things you didn't see he heard conversations you couldn't hear and he saw he made moves you wouldn't make and that's it. What do you do when what God gave you to ride in starts coming apart? Do you give up hope? Do you walk away? I don't want you to define success or to ask God to preserve the temporary. See, God promised to get you there, but he didn't say how. Date. 
Loyalty isn't some open-ended thing that just goes on forever. Because technically, some people just don't really make sense for your life and the new season, the mind and the space that you're in. Think about this. This is this is the this is a reminder that loyalty has an expiration date. You ever been in a relationship with some folks three years ago and then you run into them and you're like, man, what was I think? Date her or date him. And you almost want to beat yourself up for even the fact that you were in love or had all of these ridiculous feelings for this person. That shows you right there that, that loyalty has an expiration date. You can never see yourself not being with that person. But at a certain point, all of the signs and wonders revealed itself that that relationship is over. So if you had drugged that person, those people, those friends, into the new season of your life, your life wouldn't be going as well as it's going right now. We all have things happen to us in life that we don't understand. Doors that have closed or people that have turned on us. It's easy to live frustrated, fight against everything we don't like. We think that it's holding us back. Everything serves his plan, not just the good things. The person that walked away is serving his plan. If that wouldn't have happened, you couldn't reach your destiny. What you couldn't see was God had something better. You may not like it. It doesn't seem fair, but it's serving his plan. When you understand that everything serves his plan, then you won't live frustrated. You won't get upset because you didn't get your way. The person that walked away wasn't a coincidence. It was God moving them away. We need to see difficulties in a new life. How do you know that closed door, that disappointment, is not setting you up for something that you've never seen? The scripture says our steps are being ordered by the Lord. If you weren't supposed to be there, you wouldn't be there. Don't be upset over that person that's trying to make you look bad. You need them to reach your destiny. It wasn't a coincidence. It's positioning you for something bigger. Sometimes it's going to feel like you're going backwards. You have to trust him when you don't understand. All things work together for good to those that love the Lord. Now the test, while it's not good, will you stay in faith? When it's unfair, will you believe that God is still on the throne? That what he started in your life, he's going to finish? God will use people being against you to move you into your purpose. You need people that try to throw you into the pit so you can take your throne. People can't override what God has ordained for you. I wonder if you're upset over something that's serving his plan. A person that walked away doesn't make sense. Stay in peace. It's all a part of the plan. God knows what you're going to need in the future. Many of the challenges that you're facing now, they don't have anything to do with now. It's positioning you for something in your future. You will see how God will begin to connect the dots. Instead of being bitter, have a new perspective. It's serving his plan. The betrayal, the closed doors can be discouraging. It's not working against you. It's working for you. God will never close a door without opening a bigger and a better door. If you'll keep the right attitude, one day you'll look back 
Lord, thank you for closing that door. Thank you for moving that person out of my life. I would have never met my amazing spouse. We don't grow in the good times. Everyone is for us. Things are falling into place. We grow when it's difficult, when we have to stretch. That's why you can't pray away every challenge. If the situation is not changing, then God is using the situation to change you. If God made everything easy for us, we wouldn't be ready for where we're going. God has amazing things in your future. But to get there, you're going to have to defeat some big giants, outlast some strong opposition. You have to stand strong and show the opposition that you're more determined than they are. That challenge is not going to defeat you, it's going to promote you. Instead of complaining about what's not turning around, see that as an opportunity to develop your faith. Keep doing the right thing when the wrong thing is happening. Keep thanking God when you don't see any sign of it. His grace doesn't mean he's going to remove every challenge. It means he's going to increase your strength so it doesn't feel as difficult. Now you can handle what you couldn't handle in the past. What used to bother you doesn't bother you anymore. Getting to know yourself and what you want and what you will and will not tolerate equal you living your life on your own terms. And in order for you to really live your life on your own terms, you have to tap into who you are and find out what it is you want from this blessing that is called life. Thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Meaningful Talk Podcast. Until next time. The Meaningful Talk Podcast drop every Wednesday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or via our YouTube channel, Meaningful Talk.